fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z uh joined once again like i always am by greg how's it going man it's good how you doing good uh we like you said i've been thinking about it since you said it last episode we need to find you like an awesome name i know well, i gave you one and it didn't work so well i, I forgot it immediately <laughs> <laughs> see that's not good it can't be that forgetful that you forget it instantly yeah you st- you told me and it was like okay i've got to redo the intro uh and with Gr- oh fuck, what was the cool name again? You're like, just forget <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, so how you how you doing? Uh, not bad. Um, I'm nursing a hangover from watching today's movie. <laughs> oh yeah, so today we're doing Veronica, uh, written and directed by Glenn Danzig. Yeah, and um, uh, score as well. Yeah, you can tell. And out, yeah, oh yeah. I was wondering if he was gonna if he did the Ed Wood route where he's writer, producer, and director. But he's not producer. Uh, did, was there a producer on this? Oh, yeah, I think there were two. Um, oh, okay. I saw their names in the credits, but I forget what they were. But, yeah, I think I saw two, which I went, someone invested in this. Oh, my God. And were they happy when they saw what they saw? I highly doubt it. Oh, because I know, like, you're a huge, like, Misfits fan. I love the Misfits. And Danzig alone has kind of become his own thing now online. He's, like, this huge meme like all of, like him carrying cat litters right up there with, you know, oh, what what's a really uh, awkward, it's a big meme. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a big meme. What's it, it like awkward girlfriend or something was one of them. Like, I yeah, forget. no, I love the Misfits. They've been my favorite band since I ever heard them. I have the Fiend Skull tattooed on me. I've opened for Doyle. Like I've seen every incarnation of them except for the original lineup because tickets were crazy expensive you know they're like hundreds of dollars <laughs> if i knew that would have been the last concert i would have got to see i would have went but i did yeah. not predict that if you knew that was going to be years worth of concerts like yeah, then, you know what, like, yeah i would have shelled out i would have shelled out the 500 because i would probably end up spending that in a couple years anyway so exactly but i did not have future sight but no that's just going to say like the misfits are my favorite band of all time I love Danzig's solo stuff. I love Sam Hain. So I was stoked when I heard about this movie. This was one of those rare both of us picks. Yeah. Um. I, I remember when this, like, when I first started hearing the rumblings, like, years ago, that he was going to be putting out a movie. I had no idea it would go into the room territory. I was thinking it was going to be, like, an actually, like, almost like how Rob Zombie also does horror movies now. And his horror movies are pretty decent. Yeah. But he went, I don't, Danzig went into the, no, Tommy Wiseau has a great, like, career going on, and he has, like, a great niche. I'm joining him. Yeah, but you know, if you know Danzig enough, like, I feel like you do, not personally, obviously, but, like, just follow him, you know there's no way in hell he meant it to be like Tommy Wiseau. No, I'm trying to, though, like, it seems like it's a 18-year-old Danzig that made this movie. Not no, a, it's a 50-something-year-old Danzig. I was going to say, what's he in his 50s or 60s? No, it yeah. seems like it, it, you gave a teenage boy um, unlimited like run on a movie. And he's like, I just want porn stars and boobs. And it'll be a great setup to a scene. Or it'll be a, like cool, it'll be a really great-looking scene. But nothing's happening. And here's the thing, too. This is an anthology film. So basically three shorts put together with a host connecting them. But however, a lot of anthology films have a similar theme or something connecting, you know, or something to make them seem the same. Right. This has nothing. Well, no, like in like um, body bags. I don't know if you ever saw John Carpenter's body bags. No, I haven't. Uh, Mark Hamill was in it. Oh, cool. But it's an anthology movie as well, where there's like three stories and they're all connected that John Carpenter plays like the host and he's like work. Well, you think, quote unquote, I don't want to say anything since you haven't seen it, but I definitely uh, recommend checking it out. Um, but he basically is in a morgue and everybody he comes up to next has a different story behind it. OK, see, that's perfect. They're not just disjointed stories. And that last 
like mini, well, well, the feature or whatever, that last little feature at the end, that is not a story. No. Oh my God. I have thoughts when we get to it. <laughs> Cause that, yeah, that's my, the, the first two were at least entertaining and there was a semi plot. That last one is just, Hey, let's have naked girls bathe in blood. I gave a lot, a lot of movie shit. But at least they were movies. This one's hard to honestly pass off. And look, I don't want to come down. I'm not usually overly negative, but this is going to be that first episode where that comes out of me. Well, yeah, I but I also as you as you guys know and as you know, Greg, I adore terrible movies. Like Slumber Party Massacre 2, I constantly think about like the room is legitimately one of my favorite movies along with like plan nine from outer space. So this yeah. movie, when I saw it, I loved because on the flip side, I don't enjoy the bad movies that are trying to be bad. Like Sharknado, I cannot stand because they're trying to make a bad movie. Yeah. You know, I like a good bad movie as some of my picks have honestly, I did say about Critters as much as it's one of my favorites, but I don't even think it's a good movie. It's a bad movie. Oh, no, that's not in that territory, I would say. Critters no, but is we're getting it. Movie. Yeah. But Plan 9 is amazing. The Room is fun. You know what I mean? You can always find something in these bad movies to enjoy. Troll 2 is great. Yeah, but... and I just got to see Troll 2, like, not long ago for the first time, and I loved it. Exactly. I got none of those feelings watching this. No, this is almost, well, this is why I feel like I have such a bad hangover today is because I was just sitting there last night trying to be like, okay, I'm, we're doing this for the podcast. I want to break this movie down and understand it. And I just kept like drinking along with the movie being like, maybe I'll get it. Maybe no, there's, and I wasn't even meaning to do it. It's just at the end of the night, I was like, fuck. Yeah, it was, it was a rough one. Yeah, based loosely on the Veronica comics that Danzig put out. Now, and, did he, um, he wrote those, right? Yes. Okay. And I know someone who worked a event for Danzig's comics. And I'm like, well, how was he? Because he used to work a lot of events. He worked like an Andrew WK event. He worked a Danzig thing. And he goes, Danzig was the worst one that I've ever done. He really? goes, he seriously sat in a throne that they had built for it <laughs> and had girls in what he described as slave Leia costumes, pretty much feeding him grapes and fanning him as someone could bring a book up and he would sign it and then he would send them away like some strange emperor. But that is so awesome. <laughs> that That's Danzig. You know what I mean? That, that's Danzig. Danzig is just, he, he forces himself to be super cool, you know? Like he's but in in so turn hard. doing it makes himself so uncool at the same yeah, time. Well, it's like the lamest amount of the most cool you can be. <laughs> yes. Before we get into this, Rob from Ruthless Retrospective, who's also been on this show, is another huge Danzig fan. So he wanted to put his thoughts in. So if he doesn't send me that, I will just cut this whole part out. But if not, here's Rob's thoughts real quick. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. What's up all you zombies and werewolves, this is Razor Rob from Ruthless Retrospective and Audio Anxiety coming with you with a quick 30 second review of the film Veronica. As a huge Danzig fan, I was extremely excited about this, but it is a good bad movie, that's all it is. I mean, uh, the albino spider of the jet? Uh, what the hell was that? Nobody wants to see boobs cry and create a gino mass murdering spider. Um... <clears throat> Change of Face was probably my favorite. It uses the best use of a Danzig licensed song in a movie, in my opinion. And the uh, Contessa of Blood, the last act, was just a ripoff of Elizabeth Bathory. So there's my 30 second review of, uh, and you got a little bit of Celine there too, of Veronica by Danzig. Um, he should just stick to recording songs about horror and stay out of the movies, even though I'm extremely excited about the, West, the spaghetti western we're getting. Thank you. Uh, see you guys on the flip side. All right, that was Rob. I uh, don't know what he said because he didn't send me that file yet, so I'm curious to actually hear what he thought about the movie. I agree with everything Razor Rob said. Yes, I have no idea what that's going to be or <laughs> yeah. if he's even going to send it to me because I might just cut that whole section if he didn't. Um, but you ready to break this? Oh, I have a bit of fun fact for you. Yes. We were comparing it to The Room. Right. I checked IMDb. For the room score on there. Okay. Do you know what it got? No. 
A 3.2. Okay, that's actually fair. <laughs> Do you know what Veronica got? Oh god, is it like, I, I could see this being like a one point something. You are correct on that. You want to take a guess on the okay. point? Point two. No, a little higher than that. Veronica is 1.9 compared oh, okay. to The Room's 3.2. <laughs> That's amazing. But So honestly, I just thought that was a little bit, because I was curious. I'm like, where's the stack up, at least right. compared to that? Well, honestly, The Room is a better made film because there's actual dialogue. Yes. Throughout the entire movie. Alright, um, so okay. let, let's break into this thing. So, immediately we open up with a Vampira uh, Elvira-type knockoff. Morella. And I want to know what you think of this, because of how you, like, you know, your eyeball things. Oh, uh, I fucking hate eye-poke eye shit. Just I don't like it. immediately puts both of her giant fingernails through this woman's eye and shows it, like, Italian horror movie style. Like, and don't get me wrong, like, I say I hate it, but... It's similar to you as body horror. I hate it, but that makes me also oddly appreciate it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like still it's one of the it. few things that still gets a ugh out of me. Yeah, and it's like, okay, good. At least there's still something. I'm not completely jaded yeah. about all this. I, I'm not completely desensitized yet. Yeah. Um, and then she starts licking her fingers. Well, one, it's so over the top. Because this girl that she eye stabs is chained up inside of a pentagram. Yes. Very subtle there, Glenn. Oh yeah, well, everything is just nail, like, he hit the nail so hard on the head, it fucking disintegrated. It's like, yes. we get it, you're beating, the horse has been dead two weeks, Glenn. <laughs> Before I got Morella's name, I called her the horned upside down cross girl. Yeah, yeah, I, for, I had to, like, kind of rewind and get her name again, because she doesn't even, like, she doesn't, like, emote like vocal uh, vocally like the, then here's me trying to say vocally like i say right now you're not emoting vocally <laughs> too well either but she's like she talks like in a whisper and like i was like she's like my name's morella or something like that and i was like what's her name yeah and god forbid they hired an actual sound guy for this movie oh fuck no it's just uh <laughs> danzig had some old speakers from like back in the misfits days in his garage that he just plugged a microphone into yeah um no, I do enjoy the guitar riff into the title card because it sounds straight up Danzig. Yeah, it's really cool. It also kind of reminds me of um, Mandy, that just slow, like almost doom metal. The Nick Cage Mandy? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen it yet, to be honest. Oh, I, really? I keep hearing oh. great things about it. It's so good. Yeah, I'm going to have to soon. Then the graphics during the opening credits are like PlayStation 2 era graphics. Yeah, they're really, we always talk about the opening titles. This one is very like, oh, <laughs> it exactly lets you know what you're getting into. Yeah, and so with each of these three stories, it does title them all at the beginning. So after our weird intro, it, we get the title of our first story, which is The Albino Spire, ugh, The Albino Spider of Dejet. Which is my favorite of the three. Dude, this is the Frenchiest French french film made by a non-french person to exist it's like he and there was definitely some like interesting like lighting choices that he does in this one like there's the one part where i forget what the woman's name is i'm just going to call her uh eye nipples um, oh you we're just cashing our eye nipple card already okay <laughs> no, yeah, this, <laughs> oh, because yeah, this girl eye has eyeballs for nipples <laughs> yeah we're like uh She's like um in like a dark room and then all of a sudden like there's like this like a uh, purple light just on her face. Like for a split second that was an actual movie. For a split second. But um yeah we now, get there's uh oh go ahead. Are they actually French or are they using the most over the top fake French accents that there are? It's they're French but they're speaking English with their terrible French accents which makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, it's bad. Um, so she's making out with this dude, and he, she won't take her shirt off, and the guy creepily just takes her shirt off anyway, and we get a reveal of eyeball nipples. Yeah, which are so amazing. Yeah, it's it's weird. I remember I told Rob we were doing this for the show, and he goes, oh, you're in for something. I'm like, what? He goes, giant rubber arm Spider-Man eyeball nipples. I'm like, you've made me want to see this movie more. <laughs> French Spider-Man eyeball nipples that cry. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, like he flips out immediately. Like he flips out of. Well, I mean, I wondered. I don't want to say, of course, because she seems nice enough. So he flips out and runs away, and she starts <laughs> crying like, from all you, of her. You eyeballs. forgot a part. You forgot what he says when he flips out, which is amazing. Uh, what I for. Your tits are looking at me. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. There's so many weird little lines like that in this movie that, like, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, and she says she has a shoot tomorrow, so I guess Eyeball Nipple is a model. Yeah, well, it's like, um, well, she's like a semi-nude model where it's like... She, she like, models bondage gear from the photo shoot that we see later. And I, the, she's, like, the only actress in this movie that you don't see completely naked. And the only reason is because she has eyeballs pasted over her nipples. Yeah. So a tear falls on a spider, and it mutates into a person spider. <laughs> Randomly, like, we keep getting, like, little shots of this terribly animated CGI spider. On yeah, just like a I said, blank PS2 background. graphics. What's that? Like I said, the PS2 graphics. Yeah, the PS2 graphics, where it's just on a blank background, like, with a flower. It's not even, like, doesn't even look like it's in the room. It just looks like it's in of the void. <laughs> no, I was unaware it was actually supposed to be in the scene. Like, I thought it was, like, a vision thing she kept having. I didn't realize, no, that's a spider that exists in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, so her eyeball nipple cries onto the spider, and it falls and, like, dies, but then mutates into French rubber Spider-Man. Yes, and when we say French, we mean French. He has the little curly mustache, like, tattooed on his face. Yeah, it's like, and it, yeah, it's like drawn on. <laughs> yes, like, oh, mon chéri. Like, it's so over the top. It's amazing. He, he's like, he's, like, born with a baguette, like. Yeah. And the little derby hat or whatever it's called. Yeah, those little hats, yeah. Beret, that's it. Beret. And I love how the, I mean, the suit, I feel, wouldn't look half bad if it was lighted correctly. But it's just so, like, the lighting is so bright that you see every little imperfection, including the fact that the actor's arms can move, of course. But all the rest of just the rubber arms that are on the suit just hang there and jiggle when he moves. The jiggly arms are the best in the world. Oh my god. Dude, me and you have gone to our fair share of cons together and separate. Right. I've seen cosplayers do a thousand times better than this. Oh yeah, I've seen cosplayers where it's like, that looks as good, if not maybe a little bit better than the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen a Doc Ock where they had, like, the tentacle shit moving. Why yeah, couldn't the they get that person to make this? And that's just some random guy that lives, like, somewhere around Pittsburgh. You know, yes. it's like... Oh, my God. Danzig couldn't have... The, the arms are just amazing. They they look like... How, what material? Just rubber. Yeah, they, they just look like rubber. That's all. Yeah. It looks like when you go to Spirit Halloween and you buy, a, like, a fake arm. And not even one of the better ones. Like, the cheaper no. fake arm. Yeah, where it's like you don't even go to Spirit Halloween. You go to, like, Big Lots. Yeah. But, yeah, this see, uh... I put the spider apparently knows her and tells her to sleep because then he's free. We have no background about why yeah, but, this is the case. And if we end up like, and they're also like kind of connected, it seems almost like uh, Jamie is in like Halloween five to Michael. Yeah, but with no, we don't understand a thing about it. Well, her eyeball nipple tear brought him to life. So there's some of her inside of him. I guess <laughs> you know that this makes no sense. Oh, none at all. I also love the uh, her the girl's roommate, and she's standing at the fridge trying to decide between milk and beer. She's like, milk or bear? <laughs> and then the mutant man spider kills the roommate. Right. For, for no reason, except he says she's a traitor. Again, no background. We are supposed to know that she's a traitor? No, but wasn't the roommate comforting her when the like, yeah. guy ran out on her? Yeah, roommate's been nothing but nice to her in the one scene we saw. She's like, uh, yeah, she because she was like, fuck him or something. You're better than that. And yeah, she's completely fine with her eye nipples. Like, accepts her for who she is. Like, yeah. that's not that's not a traitor. Yeah, I don't know what the spider's end game is. Like, I could see if the spider went after the boyfriend or that guy. You know. Yeah, but it seems like the, the spider has no care for eye nipple girl. 
Just that they're symbiotic. Like, so when she sleeps, he's awake, vice versa. Right. Oh, he kills her by hanging her by a web noose because Eye Nipple Girl wakes up and finds her hanging that way. Right. And it looks... If you haven't seen this movie and you're picturing with how we've described this movie already, how it looks, just like that. Yes. And and, and maybe dial it back a little bit. Don't be so imaginative. <laughs> yes. Then we get the hardest scene cut in the world to where I thought we went to another anthology already. What scene because cut? Yeah. We get a hooker talking directly to the camera. Right. And she says, would you like some company tonight, monsieur? And <laughs> nothing else. And I don't know, is this supposed to be inside or outside? What What is this club she's at? It makes no sense. But she just no. talks to the camera. It's not... Is she supposed to be talking to us, the audience, and like just to introduce we're at a new scene? I have no idea what they're going... Yeah, or is, or is she talking to some person that we don't see? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's no setup. I also love how she says that she specializes in quote-unquote ass-fuck. Yes, ass-fuck. <laughs> I, I specialize in ass-fuck. It's like, what did... It's another one of those ones the first time I did it. Like, this movie took me, like, twice as long to watch. Because I kept rewinding, being like, what did they say? <laughs> and then, so, like, there's a hooker, and she's standing, like, on the corner to an alley kind of so like right. she's on the outside of it and spider creature is on the inside so she doesn't see him and she doesn't think to turn around and look to who she's talking to for some reason no she just has her back uh to him negotiating with the giant mutant spider she has no idea yeah what, what is the quote he says first i want to bend you over right here and fuck you in the ass and then as you said ass fuck is my specialty i can't believe i'm saying this shit onto a microphone again. yes <laughs> And then I wish to hear your next snap. <laughs> oh, yeah, and this is when we get the, like, it's like a terrible serial killer name. It's like, oh, it must be the next snapper. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about this. Yes, the next snapper. Is it this anthology or, no, I think it's the next one when it's just the cops constantly standing around eating and drinking coffee. That's the next one. That's okay. the next one. Um, it snaps back to Eye Nipple Girl, who I wrote here, Bridget, question, so I think that's her name. Okay. Um, and she wakes up and screams no, and she's at the bondage photo shoot. Yeah, that's almost another one of those, like, kind of snap cuts, but it's almost, like, pop arty, where, like, all of a sudden she's kind of in frame and it's just like, no, you know. Yeah, and then, like, none of this... I, dude, me writing it down is the only hope I had to follow this, because now I can look back and see where it went. Uh, I have to say, t I have over double the notes for Veronica than I did for It Chapter 1. Yeah, and that's insane, isn't it? Yeah, well, because so much of It Chapter 1, it's like, okay, this is kind of generic, I remember this, I'm not going to need to write it down. This one yeah. is like, oh no, I need to write down that the prostitute said ass fuck. <laughs> so, like... The, the next scene's weird, isn't it? Because she goes, she says, talking to herself, of course, soon this will all make sense, as she goes to an adult movie theater. Yeah, and I love, did you catch, like, because uh, there's, like, the strobe effect of the light that looks like they're in a movie theater because it's a projector. Yeah. But did you catch when she's leaving? Um, You can see where, like, the light is coming from, and Danzig has just put a small fan in front of a light to give the effect of a movie projector. No, that's fucking it. amazing. Good catch. But yeah, he shows the what he's doing. If he hadn't showed it, it would have been a great effect and done what it was supposed to. But it's a complete boom mic shadow, gravestone falling over moment. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but um, she goes into like a porn theater and she's like, she makes some kind of comment of like, oh, these people are just having sex. And then she falls asleep and three creepy, like creepy guys appear and just start like kind of touching her. Yeah. These three rapey dudes get real creepy and, and they're like barely touching like her neck and they're like, oh, she's so soft. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. But then that wakes her up like her face getting caressed by creepy rapey dudes and she wakes up and that stops the spider guy because it cuts to him mid fuck 
Yes. And then he's very angry. Which I, I don't, I'm trying to think of like, cause there's other movies kind of like this where it's the one has to be asleep for the other one to be able to do something. Nightmare or, on Elm Street. I mean, well, kind of, but it's not like they're um symbiotic like this. Uh, okay. And then I need some accent help with this next line, Brett. Maybe you can help me. <laughs> okay. She says, I need blank, then I can think. Does she say, I need vodka or I need coffee? No, I could I would, not tell. Uh, she, she says, I need coffee because she immediately goes to a coffee shop and sits down. Doesn't order anything. There's a cup in front of her. The waiter asks if she wants another one and she's like, no, I'm okay. And then leaves. Without any coffee or ever ordering or paying. Oh, that's strange. Maybe it's some it's French like, thing, like free coffee that we don't know about. It's like, why? And like the waiter comes up and is like, do you want another one? We're about to close, you know? <laughs> By the way, I know we do have like a big overseas listener group. I see the analytics. If you're French, I am not picking on you. I'm picking on what Danzig thinks French people are. Oh, no. Yeah, 100%. Because there, there's definitely some, like, I love cheese. So I'm not putting anything against the French people at all. <laughs> but this is exactly what Danzig characters sound like. Yes. This is the way Danzig had the accents overdone. Oh, so it's, oh, oh you want some yeah, coffee? Yeah, it's the most stereotypical, like, over-the-top. Just terrible, like, the how you would, like, if you were, like, pretending to be French in elementary school. Yes. And now, all of our rules. We haven't established many rules in this movie. No, but just the ones we couple. have established are, she has to be asleep, the spider wakes up. She wakes up, the spider disappears, correct? Right. Okay, and this all goes to hell after this, because she calls the police and says, I'd like to report a murder. Yeah. she's home. And then the spider shows up, and she talks to the spider and tells him he's too late. How are they existing in the same plane? Well, doesn't she take, like, pills to overdose? So yeah, maybe she ODs she's, herself. Maybe she's slipping into that, and that's why he shows up? I'm so trying she's to... a kind of almost sleepwalky state? Yeah, I'm just trying to give this movie a lot of credit. <laughs> that oh that's what God. they're going for? So the police show up with the most gentle battering ram i have oh my seen God. in my please tell me you noticed that yes. too he's like tapping the door with it and then it cuts to like whenever they break through the door you can see where they've scored and cut through the door so they know exactly where it will break through <laughs> but it's like we can't do extra damage to this they gently tap the battering ram to the door i open doors with more force than a battering ram to this door Oh, yeah, I used to have a car I had to throw my shoulder into to open the door. Uh, that yes. got more That got more force than this did. It's almost like they were like, we need this door for a scene 55, so don't fuck it up. And then they shoot and kill the spider. Mind you, they are not shocked by the spider, just that it looks like it murdered her. Yeah, and I love his line where he's like, you bitch, wake up, I am dying. <laughs> they shoot him like a shit ton of times. But then... They see eye nipples and they're terrified. They just took down curly mustache man spider and they were fine. Eye nipples are what freaks them out. Yeah, that's too far for them. Giant yeah. French spider, fine, whatever. Oh my god, she's like has like a little bit of a different body than other people. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong, it's weird, but yeah, I don't think it could happen. But it's not so but far out of the realm as compared to man spider. If I saw those two things beside each other, I definitely would take note in my head, like, oh, that's, like, weird, she has eye nipples. But I would immediately then go back to, what the fuck is this giant man-sized spider? Yes, that looks like a strong man from the 1920s, um, <laughs> like, well, lifting a bunch of weights at the carnival. Until, uh, he looks extremely strong, until they have other people behind him working as his arms, so, like, uh... Like, when he was killing the prostitute in the alleyway, when, like, he's strangling her with, like, six arms. They look like woman, like, they're, like, this tiny little, like, frail arms. Oh, you mean when they have other people's arms behind them? Yeah. Yes. It's like, it's like an emo boy that's never seen, like, the light of day. <laughs> they use yeah. his arms, but when you see them just, uh, dangling there, like you said, they're fucking, like, huge muscle man. So, Brett, I'm very excited to report 
we have made it through our first of three. So one, we we did one of three. We're a third of the way through this thing. Oh, oh my god, that's it. <laughs> but, but then we cut back to Morella. I was gonna say, but out of the three, like I said, that was my favorite. It seemed like one. Of, it seemed like the most creative. Do we both have the same least favorite? I don't know which is my favorite, I, but I know which one's my least. My least favorite's the last one. Same. Okay. Yeah. Which the, this next one isn't too bad you know I mean, no still... see i think this one's the best the second one okay i don't know if it's my favorite but i think it's the most well done yeah it's definitely the most well done and it's the most it's the one that uh has like the most story to it yeah i think i just love the first i love the first one so much just because of eyeball nipples and well, the first spider. one's the one that lets you know this is the ride you're in for yeah and the second one is called Change of Face. Well, then I well uh, right before like I love like Morella's little things. She always just does like in a terribly like horrible eye pun, and then it's just holding eyeballs in her hand, oh, and then it's like okay, yeah, here's the next one. She could not give a shit less. She's like, "Where is my paycheck?" Yeah. So the only way I can describe this girl we see in the opening of Change of Face is Nikki Six looking girl. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I could get that, yeah. She looks like Nikki Six from Motley Crue, for those of you unaware, yeah. <laughs> with her hair and everything. She just looks at this girl and says, I want your face in an alleyway. And then, isn't it basically, like, it cuts almost, it cuts, like, to strippers then? Well, no, because then it, we, it cuts to her having the face cut off. Okay. There's no effect of her cutting the face. It cuts right to her holding the floppy face. And uh, also, all these scenes hold for way too long. Oh, they it, hold so long on the end. It, because you can definitely tell the actors start being like, what am I supposed okay, to do? Okay, we're done now. Uh, yeah. Are we not cut? No? Just keep standing here with it? Okay, I'll look menacing. Do you know what I do when me and you are talking and I'm editing these episodes and there's too long of a pause? Hmm. I cut it. Yeah. Because you don't need that in there. No. no. No one's benefiting from that being there. It doesn't add dramatic effect. It just leaves you look standing there being like, okay, and... Like, if we both get and... a drink at the same time, I cut it. Danzig would be, leave that shit in. We need it. It's like, no, we need to pad out this runtime. This has to be a full movie. Oh every God. Add 30 seconds to the end of every scene. And then it's the strip club scene. And, okay... Yeah, it's so, right back to strippers. It's like, go, Danzig, fucking rock and roll! Now, the Nikki Six girls I described her is called Mystery Girl. She gets the big intro. Like, she's the star attraction at the strip club and everything. I gotta say, she's the worst stripper there. But yeah, like, she's... Isn't she, like, the only one that's wearing pasties? She has a giant cape, so she's really covered up. She's being bad at being a stripper. Not even that, like... The other girls are, like, doing the pole grindy thing, the, like, twerk in front of the dude's faces thing, you know, all that shit. Yeah. And then Mystery Girl, everyone cheers and goes crazy, starts throwing tons of money at her. What she does is comes out and does what I did with as a little kid, where I'd flip my hoodie over my shoulders and wave my arms around. Yeah. Is what her stripping is with her cloak. She puts her arms in it and waves it around and then leaves. That's her stripping routine. I also love when she leaves the stage, she has her, like, cape, like, completely out, like Bella Lugosi. Yes! <laughs> she is the worst stripper! Why is she getting the marquee treatment? You can't see her face, either one of them. Oh my god! It, it's, it's bizarre! Can also, can we talk about what scene in the entire movie, not just change of face, has the longest hold on it, is the stripping scenes. Yes. Well, Not course. mystery girls, mind you. Just the random extras. Danzig just holds the camera on these girls stripping for like ten minutes. I love. I love to think that it, there's not even a camera guy or a sound guy in the room. It's just Danzig alone with these women, <laughs> and he's like, "No, keep going." No, <laughs> he's Don't the one holding the purple stuff. light on the girl early. <laughs> he's the yeah. one who puts the fan there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm lost. to run around and do everything at once. Like he has to toss the boom mic up in the air, then grab. The He's camera. writing the script as we go along too. You like you can like <laughs> you like if you hear listen really closely in the background, you can hear a typewriter going through the entire movie. 
Um, also, this the first Mystery Girl dance is the only Danzig song in the movie. Oh, okay, yeah, I recognized his, um... Well, because he has that drunk Elvis voice that's very, yes. like, unique. So, yeah, I recognized that. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, so we cut to the cops, and they're going over the murder scene. Oh, yeah, these are, like, what, every character in this entire movie is the most stereotypical version of that like kind of person Where yes the we cop... had our stereotypical french people earlier now we have our stereotypical cops yeah they're just chugging coffee and eating donuts over a faceless body yes they're dripping like glaze into the face ooze and uh what i want to know if you got uh this vibes from the uh one cop the bald one doesn't he kind of remind you of michael rooker from mall rats yeah 100 percent. yeah he he complete and he kind of Reminds me of the character of just that, like, extreme, like, over-the-top tough guy. And he also has, like, that gravelly voice, too, that Rooker has. <laughs> What's the line? There's your motive. They wanted her face. Yeah, perfect. Great detective work. Yes. So what's our killer? The last one was the next snapper. What's yeah. our killer called in this one? Did you get it? Oh, I don't think I got it. The face killer. The face killer? Yes. Not the face stealer, the... No. The face, face killer. Cop, face killer. Oh, okay, that's great. Good job. Yeah, David. they really thought this one out, didn't they? Yeah. So we do see her her after this, and she's talking to her face collection, which are all nailed to the wall. Very maniac-esque, honestly, there. Yeah, it really and is. Her face is either scarred or blistering. I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah, you can see her face and see that there's, like you said, like, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, not terribly either, but like, I'm like... Well, does she have, like, some acne scarring or something? But, like, it's nothing over the top where she'd turn into a wild person stealing faces. No, well, it's almost like, I'm not sure, like, whose face is actually even more scarred, like, Frank Zito or this girl. Exactly. And Frank Zito's, it's just the, uh, pox scars from when you have chicken pox. (laughs) Yeah. So, then she shows up at this pretty girl's house, chokes her out, and cuts off her face. Oh, and then this is amazing. When After the girl's face is removed, that she randomly went to her house, her faceless body there just says, My face! Yeah, she's still alive at the end of it. And I mean, she's missing a face and like she's bleeding. But it looks like this one's going to survive until you cut, cut to the cops like a couple scenes later finding her body. Yeah. <laughs> I... I also have a little note here, just because I don't know why it stood out to me, but did you notice her top? Like, that white top she was wearing that kept getting blood dripped on it? Yeah, I I believe. For some reason, I have a feeling that was hers that she brought, because that's the nicest piece of clothing in this entire movie. Everything looks like it's made of plastic that everyone's wearing, basically. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. And I was wondering if she was pissed off when, like, all this blood got dripped on her top. She's like, I brought this from home. This is, like, $80. <laughs> that's more than I'm being paid to be in this movie. <laughs> but, for yeah, for some reason, that stuck out to me. And I'm like, that's too nice to actually be in this movie. <laughs> After that, we do have another strip club scene. And this is the one where I'm talking is the longest scene in the movie. Okay. Like, just stripping. And then mystery girl Nikki Six comes out, like, has her introduction, and she's not dancing. She's just seeing these faceless girls, and then she yeah. starts dancing. Yeah, almost like you like you said earlier, going a little bit back to Maniac, where it's like she's kind of seeing, she's starting to see things. Yeah. Instead of scalpless people, it's faceless people. Yeah, and then we cut back to the girl with the nice shirt <laughs> yeah. house and the cops are there and the lead cop which you said you reminded you of michael rooker in his scruff mcgruff voice has been like there's been 13 murders <laughs> and they're not doing anything about it and they don't seem like they're overly worried no they're just like oh there's another one added to the pile <laughs> you see a bunch of newspaper headlines about it and then back at the scene i don't know why we cut from them at the scene, newspaper headlines, to them at the scene. Why? No. There's no reason. To, he's trying to make a movie and has no idea. 
But back at the scene, in the most like Scooby-Doo, hey, a clue! <laughs> it's like, they find the business card of her at the scene! Mystery yeah. Girl's stripper business card, they find, and like, oh, a clue! And it has, it, it, it might as well have had her schedule on it. Yes! Like, oh, look, she'll be here there tonight at 7pm. So, obviously, they... Because at least they're not this incompetent. They go to the strip club, and they're questioning the doorman, who, do you know who that doorman is? No. That's fucking X-Pac, the wrestler from D-Generation X. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Why is X-Pac in this movie? He must be the only name in this movie. Because none but of like, the other... He wasn't billed as, like, a big thing in the movie. Why is he in here? He's just... Well, it almost being like, oh, man, do you, like, actually need the work or are you just friends with Danzig just please tell me you're just friends with Danzig and you don't I'm pretty sure he, he's pretty successful like he does a lot of like drug and alcohol like speeches and stuff now because he went through like bad addiction stuff mm -hmm. and his thing is like he goes around and like to areas he actually came to mine because we have a heroin epi epidemic where I live and he gave like speeches about everything it's it's cool what he does yeah so I don't think he's like out of work or anything and well didn't the misfits like do some wrestling stuff at some point you know what they did, but that was post Danzig. Oh, was that fucking Graves that did that? That was Graves era that oh. they did that. Fucking so Virgin I don't know Graves. where the connection is. Yeah, I don't get. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're just buddies. That's the only thing I could see why. Yeah, because it's not like this. It's starring X Pac. Like, no, he's just there. Well, and it's not like um, oh, and we're I, I, we'll probably end up talking about it, like more at the end of the episode. But Glenn Danzig's new movie coming out, where it has like Danny Trejo's in it, and you know, there's actual names. Danny Trejo loves a bad movie, though. But he's also great in a bad movie, like. Yeah, but you know the nice thing about Trejo is he'll do bad movies and then turn around and do just amazing ones too. So yeah. Trejo can work anything. Oh yeah, I love him and basically anything I've seen. Yeah. So this other stripper overhears the questioning and goes to warn Mystery Girl. Yeah, and... which and doesn't she kind of overhear why they're like looking for her? It's I like... was gonna ask you that. Did they like? Because I feel like they're like we think she's the face killer, <laughs> and she's I like, mean... "Oh, I better go warn her because you know, like we work together." It's like, no, you'd be like, "Oh fuck, she's stealing women's faces," and yeah, she's that way, officer. Yeah. Um, this is Nameless stripper ain't talking to no fucking cops. No. Was it Gatorade Pars know that shit? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got next that Mister Girl tries to steal one of the cops' faces, and the, her line is, "And now I'll have your face too, you stupid jerk." <laughs> yes, that's what you say in the heat of battling for your life, you stupid jerk. You jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Also, you forgot about the cops going into the dressing room with all the naked strippers. And like, you can't come in here, there's naked girls in here. And once again, Scruff McGruff goes, It's a strip club. There's naked the girls, girls everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was Danzig's like, one good line he got. They're like, I'll call the cops. And they're like, we are the cops. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I love that. Yeah, so he goes into the black room and the whole you jerk thing happens. And she does get shot at, but she gets away. Yeah, she, um, well, she gets, uh, she gets a couple bullets in her, yeah. Yeah. And then six months later, card comes up, and we're at a different strip club, and now there's this mystery stripple, stripper, stripple, stripper <laughs> named Mysteria. Yeah, uh, yeah, new name, and you can visibly see the bullet wounds in her stomach. Yes. And scene. Yeah, back to Morella playing with faces and introing the next segment. Oh. Which, this oh. next segment, <laughs> it, there, there's nothing to it. No, there's no, no. Like, there's a, a, the tiniest little bit of a story, and there's no payoff at the end. No. It the just, next one is called Drukja, Drukja, I don't know how to say it, Contessa of Blood. And okay, what is a contessa? Is it like a royal thing or? I have never heard of such a thing. I imagine like countess though. So, well, like, count... like what's the in the barefoot contessa like a food person or something? 
Yes, yes. Oh. I think that's just her last name, though. <laughs> oh, it is? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that's just her name. I don't know, though. Yeah, but I have no idea. I'm guessing it's some kind of royalty, or maybe she's just rich. I don't know. Well, you know the story. Are you aware of what this is clearly based off of? Oh, is this um, like kind of like Vlad the Impaler type stuff? No, it's uh, Elizabeth Bathory. Have you ever heard of her? Uh, oh, I've heard of Bathory. That's a okay, band, so though, I think. Probably named after this. Um, yeah, I think so, that's a death metal band. Yeah, named after Elizabeth Bathory. Okay, so, what's her thing? So she was uh, not royalty, but like a rich family, which is, you know, back in those days was almost the same as royalty. You were like a lord. Right. So her she was raised by sadistic parents, and when she grew up and got married, her and her husband would capture women and girls mainly, sometimes guys, but and torture them. Like, she made one cook her own foot that she chopped off and eat it. Yeah. Like, it was fucked up. And then her husband died. And apparently her husband was the one actually keeping her more in check because then she went apeshit and would just grab, have these girls captured and spill their blood. And legend is that she bathed in their blood to stay young. But that part's never actually been factually proven. But that's the most famous part is that she would bathe in these girls' blood to stay young, uh, Elizabeth Bathory. And she's actually the, what's, the inspiration for a lot of vampire stuff. Okay. And... She was finally killed when the royal. She started getting, what's the word, ballsy with it, where she wasn't just going after these poor peasant girls anymore. She started going through other like rich people's kids, and then it finally made its way to the new king who had her captured and put to death. Okay, so so, the, so there's a conclusion to her story. <laughs> yes, Elizabeth Bathory is actually a pretty fascinating thing if you ever want to look into it. But that's clearly what this is based on, because especially like horror punk bands love Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah, they, they really do. So it fits right in here. Or just that little like explanation you just gave of her is one million times more interesting than what Glid Danzig did with her. Oh, thank you. I should have wrote the movie Veronica. Oh God, yeah. Like you could have done so much more with that story. I thought that it was just Danzig being like, "It'd be cool if the naked girls got all bloody." Well, it is that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he got the idea from Bathory. What do I have here? Because these, it's okay. She walks into frame and just starts smearing f blood on her face. Yeah, and... look, I'm going to be honest. This whole last movie, there's not much I can say about it. There's a, because that's what it is for. What is it? The last, this one's like 20 minutes long or so. Yeah. It's uh, just it's her just... having girls killed and bathing in their blood naked. Yeah, well, everyone's just naked, and it's just uh, her, uh, the Contessa, saying, bring me another virgin. And, and she the... does say to her assistant at one point, doesn't my skin look beautiful and glowing? It's tingly. Yeah, so that's why I'm pretty sure like... it's Bathory. Yeah, she, like, looks up um, at her, and she has, like, this huge smile on her face. She's like, my skin, it tingles. <laughs> yeah, there is an effect in this one, unless you want to go beat for beat through this no, one. That's your goal. I mean... There's not really, that's exact. that's all it is, is that she just keeps, like, I mean, like, the bathtub that she bathes in the blood in is really cool looking, but that's... Oh, like the skeleton is. looking thing behind it and everything? Yeah. It looks like a dragon skeleton, yeah. Yeah. I also love that there's that, um, there's, like, the quote-unquote dead girl that's chained up behind her, but you can keep seeing her eyes move. Yeah, and breathe. So yeah. that's her, her blood bath. And then she decides she wants a blood shower to there. And she's like, bring me another. And she slits her throat, just like takes a shower in it. And it's not even like she slits her throat. The knife gets close to her throat. And then like 50 gallons of blood pours out of her. <laughs> As it holds on the scene for way, way too long once again. To the point of, she just keeps, uh, the Contessa does, like, the th same three movements over and over and over and over again. So, what about the weird, like, sacrifice part where she, like, has the girl sitting on her and she cuts her open? But you yeah. can see, clearly see, like, the, like, four to six inches of caked-on effect on this girl's stomach that's being cut open and not the actual girl. And like, uh, like under like where her like armpit is, you can see where it's like folded up, and you yeah. can see the fold of the latex that thing that they put over her to make the effect. Dude, we we both ha you're married, I'm engaged. We both live with our significant others. I was 
I would if Anna would have watched this, I'd be like, you could have done a better makeup job than that. Oh, Conceal on that shit. Uh, uh, was it last Halloween and like last Halloween and the Halloween before? Liz has done like some cool like gore makeup on me here and there. Yeah, like during October, just because it's fun. She did way better than what fucking Glenn Danzig's paid people did. I know. And she's using like tissues and like cornstarch. <laughs> and there's also like she 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 rips the heart out and eats it, and the heart's still beating. You know. No, she doesn't even eat it. She just kind of sucks on it, kinda, and like licks on it. Well, I think it was supposed to be implied she was eating it. But it, well, if she's doing that, then as like you could see her mouth around it, and then she just takes her mouth away from it, and there's nothing missing. I know. I know. I know. It's just bad. Yeah. Uh, There's another girl that tries to escape. She's caught and beheaded, and she takes the head, and this is the big ending to this, because she walks through a dungeon and puts the head mounted on the wall with a bunch of other heads. What, uh, she, she, like, looks at, like, she goes through a room and sees all the other heads mounted on the wall, and then she sits on her big throne thing and, like, holds the head up and, like, poses like she's taking a picture. Yeah, like a metal album cover. Yeah, and, and that that's exactly what it looks like, is Danzig's like, whoa, this could be a great, like, Sam Hain's next album. Yeah. And then, back to Morella. Yeah, uh, back to Morella, who is nude, bathing in blood, and her sign-off is, stay dark. Yes, and then, like we said with every scene, the camera holds for way long, and like you said, she, it looks like she's about to go, okay, we're done, right? Yeah, she just looks so bored. Like, get me away from this giant man, this giant short man in all black. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was Veronica. Fucking goth Chucky's directing over here. So, I also want to point out, uh, Veronica's a Shudder exclusive. Right. They have buried this movie on Shudder. Oh, yeah, I had to search for it. Like, it used yeah. to be on my list of, like... I went to the originals, and it's not even listed in the Shutter originals. If you search it, it will come up. But they are not making it where you're going to accidentally stumble across this, because God forbid someone signs up for their free trial, and that's the first movie they watch. They are canceling that shit. Uh, they have, like, no idea, and they're like, Oh, Danzig, I like the Misfits. They're pretty good. Let me check this out. Yeah, and then immediately they're like, oh, fuck, this is what the service offers? Exactly. They do not have it where, unless you search Veronica, you are not coming across it. But they didn't completely delete it like they did with Critter's Binge. I still haven't checked you on that, because I'm going to be mad if that's the case. I'm pretty sure. Let me, right now, lie. Well, I don't know if it's my phone. No, my phone's not signed in, so I can't do it. Oh, I was going to okay. look to see if it was on there. But yeah, like, they, they know. They are oh, very yeah. aware. Yes. Any final thoughts on Veronica, Brett? My, thi- my thing with Ver- the first two segments are actually, like, pretty fun. I'm not going to say that they're good, of course, but they're fun. The last segment really kind of, I almost wish that was the middle segment, so you ended on a high note. I got to, yeah. like, I'm not trying to be cynical. I wish they just redid another segment. Because then, they're bad. They're all terrible. But, they could have been more fun terrible if you got rid of that last one. Yeah. I still think it'd be worse than The Room, but it could have been better. Oh, yeah, definitely worse than The Well, because The Room actually has solid dialogue that goes through the entire movie. It doesn't just hold on a scene for two minutes while people just stand there. I feel like that Pedro Pascal meme from Wonder Woman 2, where it's like, Veronica is bad, but it could be better. Like, yes. That's the version for this. Yes. This is uh, Glenn Danzig gets his wish, and his and he's like, are you sure this is what you want? Yeah. Danzig now wishes for a different end to it the anthology. It will be the most metal thing ever. I will have nude women bathe in blood. Yeah! <laughs> this, is, this was batshit insane. But, um, I mean, I, I, I can't believe this was the first dual pick also. Well, because we're both, we both love bad movies and we both love Danzig. So it's almost a no brainer. Yeah. I, mean, I think, um, back in October, like when we first started, I was like, we need to do Veronica. It was like yeah. one of the first movies I remember saying, we need to do this one. Well, we did it. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I would definitely say if you're into like the room, Plan 9 from Outer Space, uh, Troll 2, you're like this, watch it. If you're yeah. not into those movies and you hate them and you don't get like the charm of them, you're not going to get the charm of this for sure. So uh, maybe just listen to us talk about it. <laughs> I won't lie. I don't think I can recommend someone watch Verotica. Like, I think I'd be much more mad that I watched if we weren't recording an episode on it. Well, I rem- well I've seen it. This is probably the fifth or sixth time I've seen it since it's been out. Five or six times? Yeah. Brett! What? There's nothing new out there to watch. There's no new Oh my god, yes there it. is! Like what? Name <laughs> one new show or anything that would be better for me to oh watch than Oh my god! Veronica. Five or six times. It's good. It makes me happy. No. <laughs> oh my god, you need help. I have like I what once it ends, I just like wow, that was a fun time. Oh wow. But then I love this movie. Last week doing it, I had to make myself get through it. Oh, I can't even say that. I I got through it way easier than Veronica. Veronica, I was like, yes, it. I was like, oh, okay. I took breaks. This. I took breaks in Veronica. I took breaks during it. <laughs> oh, dude, I had that. I had to psych myself up. I'm like, come on, podcast. You like doing the podcast? It'll be a fun episode to record. Come on, you can do this. Repeat to yourself: It's no Slumber Party Massacre too. Just Slumber Party Massacre two was better. Really. I had a better time with that movie. Holy shit. A million times better. That's been the ongoing joke of, like, you hating Slumber Party Massacre 2. Oh, no. I longed for the days of Slumber Party Massacre 2 watching this. You you would rather do uh, that again? Do a yes! On that than this? Oh, yes. At least there was a fun dancey number. And there was, like, chickens jumping out of the TV. A weird burnout Beavis and Butthead kids. What did this have? Blood and strippers. Oh. Uh, I mean, I don't even know what thing to pick to rate this. You gotta pick something. Uh, The podcast cannot continue unless you pick something. I'm gonna say eyeball nipples. Okay. Oh, wait. So eyeball nipple. Okay. Nipple. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so one is guys, being... one to ten rating scale, Brett, pick something from the movie. Uh, one is it's shitty. Never watch it. Ten is the best thing ever. I'm going to give it six eyeball nipples. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> there is no way this gets six eyeball nipples. 100%. There's not three sets of eyeball boobs for this. Yes. I, oh I love God. it. It's fun. It's <laughs> This has been the last episode of Throbbing with Horror, everybody. It gets an eyeball nipple. One? One! So you're saying don't ever watch it? Yes! That's what I'm saying! Jesus, it's worth watching at least once. No! No, it's not! (laughs) I had fun with it. I had fun recording about it. I had no fun watching it. Oh, this would be a great movie for, like, everyone. Like, if you have a group of friends that love this kind of movie, just all get together and just drink all night and watch it and just rip on it. Oh, my God. It's well, that yeah, kind of movie. One eyeball nipple for me. I do um, not think we will ever hit a movie that hits one again. No, because what did you... Well, I don't think we were doing the scoring like that when we did Slumber Party Massacre 2. No, I would have given it somewhere to two to three and a half for Slumber 2. Wow. Well, that's like a well. At least I didn't give it like a nine. Oh my! If you would have gave it a nine, you would have just heard me walk out my door into traffic. And I had to stop myself from saying seven. I was like oh seven. And I was like, no, nah. no, it's Good more of a God, six. Brett. <laughs> um, well, also well, anyway, we, uh, Greg does the throbbing with horror kill count. So where are we at this week? Okay, so the kill count counts if you're a first time listener. One, thank you. Two, why did you start on this episode? Three, the explanation. Um, We total up all the movies we've covered on this show and the collective kill counts of all of them. We do not count world endings or anything like that. Yeah, uh, the space station blowing up in Jason X does not count. Yes, we did not count Solaris because there's no way to tell how many were on it. So, the kill count on last week was it, and we ended at 245. Okay. Where do you think we ended up with Veronica? I'm going to say 250. 
Ooh. Usually you overshoot it, you undershot it. Really? Yep. Two fifty five. Oh wow, there were ten. There was ten. Well think how many were just in the Contessa one. Oh that's true. Oh yeah, because she would just bring in name like nameless characters that wouldn't say anything just to slit their throat and bathe in the blood. Yeah. So yeah, we ended up at two fifty five for the throbbing horror kill count. Very nice, Danzig. Good job. <laughs> Which, um, I think our last two movies, we ended up with two or three each. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, there was a couple there. Well, it wasn't it like Critters. There's only, like, two. Yeah. And then we had Krampus that ended up with a zero. Yeah, that's weird. That that one, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right, because at the end, everyone's fine. I was like, fuck. Yep. Well, like I said during the, uh, when we were, like, in the middle of the movie, I brought it up a little bit. But Danzig has another movie coming out. That the trailer just got released like this week. I didn't watch it yet, to be honest. I saw no? it. No, I saw it. I sent it to the group so you guys could watch it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Greg. You're welcome. Yeah, we have a, for the whole network, we have a group chat. So if you ever hear us reference the chat, that's what that is. Yeah, we just send Garfield and Tommy Wiseau memes and. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but it's called Death Rider and the House of Vampires. And Danzig is actually in this one himself. He is plays he directing one of the this one as well? vampires. Is he also directing this one? Uh yes. I just that image looked had my attention. And you know what? I think I'll enjoy that more because at least I'll see Danzig front and center. Yeah, and he uh he looks really cool. Well at least like the little part that you see of him. Um he looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll watch that. We'll do that. Yes, another Danzig movie. We have another Danzig movie to look forward to, people. I'm just telling you guys, we are booked up to, like, the first or second month of 2022, so don't get too excited. Yeah. Oh, Danzig's a producer on this one. Oh, and really? He's a writer. He did the Ed Wood trifecta. Oh, he did the hat writer, trick. director, producer. Go, Danzig. <laughs> man, keep it up. You're fucking... You're, I have hope for you, man. So... Yeah, that was Veronica. What do we have for the people next week? Uh, next week is um, It Follows, which will be a first-time watch for me. Uh, and me. Well, I've watched it now, but it was a first-time watch for me. Yeah, so I'm interested to check it out. I've heard good things. I don't really know much about it at all, so. Yeah, I was pleasantly, I won't give too much away, I was pleasantly surprised. It definitely falls more into, like, the hereditary midsummer category of horror as compared to the Jason Halloween, but... I like that stuff too, so I'm stoked on it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, especially like when you kind of made the Midsummer uh, or Hereditary like uh, comparison. I was like, oh, cool, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying like more along those vein of horror right. than than slasher or haunting or, or something. Yeah, I don't know what we'd even call that kind. Oh, it's like psychological horror. Oh, yeah, very good. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that next week. Yeah, so that'll be a fun one, so make sure you guys check us out there, and check us out on Facebook, Twitter, wait, we don't have a Facebook. No, we don't have we a have, Facebook. The network has a Facebook, at Why Not Talk About This Universe, you can check Throbbing With Horror out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Yes. And, By uh, the way, hey, what? why have the Zoomers declared war on us on TikTok? The, the Zoomers are making fun of millennials on TikTok, and I they will are? not stand for it. I didn't see that. Yeah, they're, they've been roasting millennials a bunch on there. I'm like, hey, I'm taking on, offense to this. on my In the comments of my videos or just No, not, not on your TikTok, on TikTok in general. Oh, okay. No, I have, well, I did see the one video of it's like a, what's after us? It's like Gen Z or something or. Oh, yeah, that's the next one. Zoomers, Gen Z. Yeah. Um, where like, uh this kid is like looking at a VHS tape and he's like, where's the screen? It's like, motherfucker, you know, you've seen DVDs. You've seen stuff like that. You know, there's not yeah, a screen on this. You're being fake. dumb. Yeah. But yeah, make sure you guys check us out all on there. Check out the other shows. If you want more of me, you can check out geek positive and ruthless retrospective. Rob has the audio anxiety radio show, which is Spotify exclusive, which is really cool. It's like, old school talk radio with good music in it. Yeah. I've been really enjoying uh, his show. It takes me back to like before podcasts when I had to listen to the radio to get like my people talking fix. Yeah. 
And also, there will be a new show coming out, which our good friend P is doing, but it's not out yet, and I don't want to spoil it for P, so I'll just let that be that, but you can look forward to that soon. If it's what he was uh, talking about in the chat, I think that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, if it's... He was. P was, so for sure. Nice. So yeah, so we'll have a return from P uh, from episode two. Yes, exactly. It's all coming together now. But uh, yeah, um... Unless you have anything else, man. Nope. All right. Well, uh, you guys have a great week, and we hope we've left your brain throbbing with horror.